Yo, so like not the kind of football we usually talk about here, but I had an absolutely ridiculous week in my American Fantasy Football League. And like I'm winning my games by like 30 plus points right now. And you know how I've been trash all season? Yeah. I'm moving to fifth place right now, and I'm probably going to make the playoffs. Not bad, not bad. Dude, I just want more money. Like, I want to not go negative. Yeah, that would be ideal. But in my situation, uh, John Morant just got hurt. So uh, if we're talking about basketball fantasy, I'm screwed. Carl, the amount of money y'all play for ain't even comparable. I play for 50 bucks. I can win 500. It's not the worst. Well, your prize money is just two of two of my buy-ins. Yeah, exactly. I don't know what I got myself into when I was 16, but you know, we we should probably start figuring out like getting an FPL league together for next season cuz that would be fun. Yeah, that would actually be a blast. I'd probably win. You or me would probably win. Uh, it depends on who we have in it, but that's fair. I feel like I pay attention to fantasy sports way too much for my own good. Same. Yeah. Same. What's class? Hey, yo, welcome back to the High Kicks podcast. Before we get into the show, um, our friend who mixed this song, or more so Carl's friend, but I consider him a friend too, Ricardo Sanchez recently, wow words, released (laughs) a song called When I'm In It, and it's a vibe and a half. Just go check it out. I'm pretty sure it's on Spotify. It's on Apple. I think it's on everything, right? Yeah, it's on uh, Spotify, Apple Music, and I'm pretty sure SoundCloud as well. But uh, it's Ricardo Sanchez. Yeah, it's just a vibe. Yep, yep, yep. Um, football. We weren't here last week because of Thanksgiving, but uh, we're here this week. Uh, Brian no, ended up getting sick and I was going to say it's not necessarily packed. because of Thanksgiving it's more because I was in the hospital last Monday yeah Again. so Brian was sick and I was slammed with random people that I hadn't seen in like four years and stuff like I that I thought you so were just going to say I was slammed in general yeah that too because my birthday was on Tuesday so which I yeah. forgot to say happy birthday until like two days later nah, you know you're straight though Oh, no, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm more just saying, like, so I had a doctor's appointment for my stomach today, and I literally told the nurse practitioner who I um, saw that I would lose my head if it weren't attached to me because I walked out of the doctor's office and left my phone, keys, wallet, and water bottle. There. Uh, It's just me being forgetful. I don't consider it a bad thing, you know? Yeah, exactly. All right. I want to jump into these games. So, first game of the weekend, Arsenal takes on Newcastle. Yes. And Arsenal has been actually, like, looking like a decent club as of late. Alright, bro, they are on the biggest, like, turnaround from, like, start of season to, like, 
into the season four. Like I never expected this with the first couple games that I saw of Arsenal. This is crazy what they're doing right now. So I I don't necessarily think it's just a this season turnaround thing though. Oh no no it's definitely not. It's been a couple years, but yeah, like it's, it's crazy. Been, it's been the Arteta ball in the making. Yeah. And like, bro. Because before before this season, I would have sacked Arteta. And now, not even a consideration at, at all. Arsenal no, are not, sitting now fifth. Now I feel like an asshat. Arsenal are sitting fifth. I mean, they still have a negative goal differential, but that's going to change. They are ahead of Spurs, ahead of United, ahead of Leicester, ahead of Villa, ahead of Everton. Yeah. Like, their next game is against United. And if I, well, they're serious contenders for a Champions League spot. Yeah. You have to note what you're saying contenders for. They are not title contenders yet. Yeah, because there's pretty much three title contenders, and those three are going to remain title contenders for the rest of the season. Yes. Yes. And then maybe a peak of West Ham or Man U, but that's just very cheeky. No, I don't necessarily thought. think in the title I race. I think it's pretty set in the title race for the top three. Yeah. Yeah. So one of the biggest things I think about Arsenal um, as of late, and especially this season... And this is might might just be because I'm a goalkeeper, but Aaron Ramsdale has been fantastic, and he has made up for the mistake that that club, you know, made in choosing the wrong goalkeeper like a year and a half ago. Yeah, like they wouldn't have needed to go buy Aaron Ramsdale if they had sold Burn Leno and not sold Emmy Martinez. But Very Aaron, true. Aaron Ramsdale has been making worldy after worldy after worldy in terms of saves and the way he flies through the air and gets his fist on some of these balls. Yeah, he's still young. I did not know he was this good. And I did not know either. So last summer we we saw Gareth Southgate, you know, like actually do some good things with this England side. Um if he starts Jordan Pickford over Aaron Ramsdale, he's back to being an idiot. All right. See, I don't know about that, though, because last season Henderson was really good. Yeah. And like, of course, he hasn't been playing. No, but, but... I'm telling you, I'm telling you right now, I've been watching and like yeah, okay, goal, okay. goalkeeper eyes like. Yeah, but also like Pickford for the international level is just a different it, Pickford. And we've known different. this for a very long time. It's different, but if Ramsdale keeps this up yeah. until right before Qatar twenty twenty two or Qatar yeah. or the World it's Cup Qatar. twenty Yeah, I understand. It, it, it's Qatar, but there was a brief period of time where it was Qatar. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's it's just how your country pronounces it. That's fair. I mean, we say Germany, and in Germany they say Deutschland. Yeah, exactly. And also, Germany just sounds really aggressive to like Americans, but like in all reality, like Germany or German the language. German, Jesus, yes. I'm an idiot. Uh, German sounds very aggressive as a language, while like other languages, like the love languages, are quote unquote romance languages. 
They're yeah, they're Roman. called the romance Jesus, languages. I am such an idiot today. It's not just today, <sighs> Carl. It's not just today. Wait, what day is it? Monday. I'm gonna say it's because it's Tuesday. God damn it! It's not even Tuesday. I <laughs> don't like, have an You're excuse. like you're like oh for five. Jesus. The, yeah. Um. I'm just gonna keep. The Arsenal's good. Yeah. So <laughs> maybe that's why I'm sort of having brain farts. <sighs> They're impressive. Very impressive. If Ramsdale keeps everything up, he'll be England's starting keeper. But Yo, wait, we Carl, all know what Carl. happens with Pickford. What? Is this is this what's going on in your brain right now? Yeah. Just a wee bit. Just a wee bit. Alright, alright. I just I just had to make sure. Yeah, it it is absolutely crazy. The words coming out of our mouths saying Arsenal are good right now. Yeah. Because they went from basically the biggest banter club in the world. Bro, I will literally pull up when they were the biggest banter club in the world. It was literally when we had uh, our show on. Pat and Ed. Yeah, it's when we had Pace and Power on the show. We were just That's roasting. Literally... Week nine. This is five weeks in the making. This massive transition. Yeah. It's been ridiculous. Like, wow, they're really up and, and they're right young now. players. Not even not even Sokka and Emil Smith Rowe, by the way. Yeah, exactly. Martin Pretty much he's starting to come on and start playing well. Um yeah. Tomiyasu, their new signing, is yeah. filthy. Yeah. I had no idea who he was until he showed up there. Gabriel's been playing really well. Uh, ben White is still not worth that paycheck, but he's been playing. Well, he, uh, was, he, more only, like, got, he, he only got that because he's British or English. Yeah, exactly. He he's playing more like a uh, like a Maguire. So it, which, it's sort which, of we'll get into Maguire a little bit later. But yeah, the the drop in ability in Harry Maguire this season compared to last season has been immense. But I'll yes. go, I'll get more into that a little bit later. I I just like I'm still befuddled by this Arsenal turnaround. Are you worried they're going to beat you next week? With our current form and their current form, yeah. All right, that that's cool. Just because Spo- it's spoiler it's such alert a trend uh, on predictions. Uh, yeah. I'm I'm picking Arsenal over over Man U. Yeah, I have to take Man U because I'm a fan. But you um, don't have to take Man U because you're a fan, but. I've taken Man U pretty much every single week. I have to take Man U. Yeah, no, every single time we've done predictions, neither of us have ever picked against our own side. I I would pick a draw. I would never pick a loss. Sorry, not sorry. And okay. another team that I wouldn't really pick a loss right now, but I wouldn't pick a clean sheet despite having one of the better keepers in the Prem is Villa. I love what I'm seeing. I love what I'm yeah. seeing. It's actually really scary. They're they're playing very good defensive football. I they're, love the way that Mings is playing. Mings is playing yeah. out of his skin. They're pressing really, really, really well in the last two mm-hmm. weeks. I saw a meme the other day that showed an older picture of the Prem of a midfield of Gerard and Vieira. And then next to it, it showed them on the touchline, you know, managing against each other. And it was just like, 
you feel old yet? And like, I'm 23. You just turned 22. Yep. I feel old. Yeah, it's really bizarre watching like the greats of our sports like move out of it and move into like managerial statuses. Yeah. We're going to start seeing it in a lot of different sports as well. And we've yep. already seen the transition of like some of the freak athletes. Like, of course, in American football, we haven't seen the transition from Tom Brady yet, but he's just a freak. And then there's also, like also, though, in American football, less former players, I feel like, become head coaches. Yes, I completely agree with you with that. And then like basketball is really what I'm looking towards. Yes. Because, like, when Carmelo Anthony retires, I'm presuming he's going to take over a coaching position. Um, LeBron James, like, I don't these think are LeBron all masterful coach. I, I think LeBron. I think LeBron's going to buy a franchise coach ever. I agree well, yeah. with you, but I think he could buy or become an ownership group leader of a franchise I agree. and do more in the business role. Because he'll have influence over both sides, and we're forgetting about how good of a businessman he is. Yeah, um, exactly. Very similar to... Uh, he's more keen on that, I think. Honestly, I'd probably say that he was he is going to be better than the way that Magic Johnson was for like the Lakers. But I'm just speculating at this point. Um, just Fair. a massive fan of him. Uh, back to football, though. Bailey's incorporation has been amazing. I really have been enjoying that. Um, I want to see Buendia be incorporated a little more, but I'm really, really liking what I'm seeing from this Villa side. So, like, they also so they haven't been dominating with possession. No, they've been dominating defensively. Exactly, which I actually think is just. Stevie G's like initial way to implement it quick. I agree too because I when think you... eventually they'll start possessing and eventually they'll start pinging the ball around and eventually they'll be dangerous as hell. Exactly. Once they start possessing the ball in the midfield and being able to push it, like when we saw um Grelish on this team. He was capable of possessing the ball and pushing it up the field. We see a lot of like quick passing and stuff in this current team rather than like those full possession based like, oh, this guy can like take it on like this number of players. And of course, like it's Jack Relish, who is an amazing talent and just got signed for a ridiculous fee. So, of course, he can do that. Yeah, but. Like with Buendia and these other talents that they ended up getting for it, these people are able to create their own shot and they're good enough to be able to create space on their own. So I really want to see when they space start to for build themselves things. and space yeah. for others. Exactly. So I really want to start seeing that implemented more and more, which we are starting to see implemented. But when they start possessing the ball more, I think that'll be crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm looking at the fixtures and I realized that we missed a whole week. We also like didn't fully talk about well we'll talk about the United stuff when we get there, I guess, like the yeah. appointment and the firing and all that stuff even though yeah, that's old yeah. news. But I just I, I'm going to move on from um a former Liverpool player now managing to Liverpool. 
Yeah, they're really good. Bro, they've scored 10 goals in their last three matches and haven't conceded. Yeah, they're really good. And that's in all competitions. That's not in the Prem. Um, They've scored eight goals in their last two Prem matches and haven't conceded. But all of the footy aside, you want to hear the biggest meme about that day? What? You want to know where Diogo Jota was before the match? Oh. So Diogo Jota was at a FIFA 22 qualifier that he had to leave early before this like to make it to the match exactly. and he, he gets to the match and, you know, just casually scores the fastest premier league goal of the season in 97 seconds. Yeah. And literally before the guy actually has messages uh, of Joda saying, Hey, sorry, I actually have to leave. And he is like, Oh damn. I'm sorry. You got to like forfeit. Good luck in your real life match though. And then and he's like, what? If anybody doesn't know, Diogo Jota is not anywhere near a scrub in FIFA. Like, there was a point during quarantine where his FIFA Ultimate Team was the number one FIFA Ultimate Team in the world on PS4. Yeah, he's very good at FIFA. He's more than very good. He's absolute filth. Like, when the Premier League did their, like, represent your own team tournament playing on the 85 overall mode, he represented Wolves. And just, like, toyed with everybody. Oh, yeah, he dominated that tournament. I forgot all about that. He played Trent in the final because it would make sense, you know, that younger guys would be in the final. Exactly. Um, And I thought, you know, like, it'll be a close. No, it was not close. No, like, Jota's, like, pro and... um... Yeah, he's, like, not pro, but near it level in FIFA. Well, he competes with pros. In Actually, I do, and I do. I do say he is kind of like pro because. Yeah, yeah. But like a, a player that I would compare him to who isn't as good are like the Devin Booker, like Carl Anthony Towns, like them, like Carl Anthony Towns and all of them are like disgusting at basketball and they're good at gaming. Like they have sponsorships and stuff, but they aren't as good as Joda. Like, Jota is actually, like, a competitive, competitively yeah. viable, like, jo- yeah, player. Jota, Jota's a competitively viable FIFA player. Like, he could make money playing FIFA. Yeah, if he wasn't so good at football, like, sorry, would, Jota, you, you had another calling. I mean, he still does do both. Exactly. He just happens to be good at football and virtual football. Exactly. Imagine if he was just like a fat kid, though. Like he would still be good. Like why you gotta say a fat kid? Why do you gotta say a fat kid? Because give him, give him fucking like sixty, seventy pounds, and like he's not playing like the Jota that we know. I mean, that's fair, but (laughs) that's what I mean. Um, But. Amazing what he can do on and off the pitch. Um, Liverpool has been trampling through the Prem right now. It's um, been ridiculous. I I don't know when their fixtures against City come up. I'm starting to just like scroll through and I'm looking at the dates and whatnot. And when does it happen? Where is it? Nope, nope, not yet. Nope. What, where is this game? 
12 years later. <laughs> nope, not yet. Did they already play once? I think they already played they already played once, right? Yep. Okay, so that's why. It's going to be like late late. Yep. Yeah, I still haven't gotten there. This is really annoying cuz I have to wait this long for this game. Like, bro. Why didn't you just Google it? I don't know. Giving the second by second commentary is a little bit funnier as I scroll. There we go. Yeah, April, April 9th. Damn. That's so far. I was about to say, like, I'm excited for that game because it's going to be one of the better games of the season. Yeah, ooh, I'm so excited to wait until April 9th. <laughs> exactly. So I guess my bigger excitement is January 2nd when Liverpool play Chelsea. Yeah, exactly. I am excited for us to play you again because, like, I like winning matches. I'm interested what will happen in the next match. But also something hilarious is Pogba is no longer leading the Prem in assists. (laughs) No, Mo is pulling a Harry Kane. Yeah, exactly. Mo is currently leading the Prem in assists. And also, um, three and four. Trent is is tied with, uh, with Pogba. Pogba on assists. And Liverpool have three out of the top four goal scorers. You want to hear this exactly. crazy? You want to hear this crazy stat? What? So Chelsea have scored 31 goals. Yep. Manchester City have scored 27 goals. Yep. Mo, Mane, and Jota have scored 25 goals. Yeah. West Ham has scored 24 goals. <laughs> so, the three of Liverpool... Man, you've only scored 21. Liverpool has scored 39 goals this season as a team, which is absurd. After 13 matches, they're literally averaging three goals a game. Yeah, but what's even crazier is that they've outscored the majority of the Prem. Besides Mo, two Mo, teams. Yeah, Mo, Mane, and Jota are outscoring between the three of them. Yeah. Every club in the Premier League at the moment, except for City and Chelsea. Yeah. And they're only two goals behind City. Yeah. So, like, probably by next game or two, if City, like... City, next match, City plays Villa and Liverpool plays Everton. Yeah, so sorry, Everton. I'm going to predict like another 4-0 there, but yeah. um getting a little bit ahead of myself. Um, Liverpool yeah. have been very good. I think we can move on from that. I was going to say, we can jump the next two games because uh, Norwich and Wolves had a 0-0 draw, and somehow Leeds escaped Brighton with a 0-0 draw because they shouldn't have, but yeah. we, we can jump over that. Bro, Brentford? I feel like every time we record this show, we're just surprised by Brentford. They're just so scrappy. So, also, I saw news recently. You want to hear something awesome that the club is doing? What? They've announced that they're not changing their jersey for next season. Interesting. Do you know why? No. They said shirts are very expensive, so they want the fan experience to like be not as expensive and more affordable for all types of fans. And they want it to be more sustainable so everybody doesn't buy a new shirt next year. That's fair. Which I'm, I a like big, that. I'm a big fan of that. Yeah. 
I kind of wish Liverpool did that with their home shirt from last year to this year because I hate the orange around the collar and the little lightning stripey thingy across it. Like, eh. Bro, it's the same thing with like when Man U just releases the same red shirt in like the same style three years in a row, and it's like, okay, I get it, but like, I'm still gonna get it. <laughs> yeah, but Liverpool like tried to change it up a little bit. Yeah, and I I don't like the home shirt this year. Fair enough. And the third kit looks like a McDonald's uniform. You are not wrong about that. But the, the away kit is clean, though. Yeah, Brentford beating Everton was also relatively clean, though. Yeah, they... I, I don't necessarily say ever that I wish bad upon a manager, but. I hope I hope Rafa Benitez um, struggles for the rest of his Everton career because I'm still mad. You don't do that. Wait, what? You don't manage one side of mercy side and then manage the other. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. of course. But like, how would like how would you have felt if Tom Coughlin, after leaving the Giants, went to go do whatever he tried to do in Jacksonville for the Eagles? Well, yeah, obviously. Like we know where his house is. Like, <laughs> okay. Todd. Tom Coughlin is not a liked man like by players either. So like, no, I, I know that that would not have gone too hot for him. <laughs> I know, I know, but like, I hope Rafa Benitez struggles because one, I hope Everton struggles. But yeah, exactly. Yeah, Everton just really were underwhelming this entire game. Um, they just do nothing. They possess and possess and possess and possess and don't create great chances and possess and possess and possess and possess. So they had 60% possession yet they had eight more clearances. Also, how does that, where does that, do you see the confusion there? What's happening with Dinye? Like he's just not, he's how old is Dinye? Dinye is not that old. And he's only, he's in his 20s, like... He's 28. Yeah. I don't think he's been pushing up the pitch as high this season. No, he really hasn't. He hasn't been creating as much with... Well, I don't necessarily think that's been his role to create as much. That, you are right, but, like, they got rid of, like, a lot of creation with, like, Hamas leaving the side and... Because Benitez isn't doing a great job. Yeah, exactly. And I but, hope yeah, I hope Godfried get or not Godfried, Godfrey uh plays better. Um he's a great talent. Um I love watching Dinye, so I hope both of them play well. Um Alan yeah, I used many, to like many, when he played Carl, for Napoli. Carl. What's up? How many times can you say um in one sentence? Um so that's <laughs> another one. I can't cut them all out, so I might as well make fun of some of them. <laughs> Dude, if I yeah. cut them all out, it would have just sounded like choppy robot voice. I ooh ah yeah exactly, but um, Brentford, <laughs> Leicester four two over Watford. 
Yeah, I don't really think we need to get into this too much. Oh. No, the only the only thing I want to get into was um this was Ranieri's return to Leicester. Yeah. Which, you know, must have been pretty cool for him after leading them to that title. Yeah, exactly. Um but Madison is probably the highlight of this game. Especially, you know, after the last ep- couple episodes we've had with uh well, uh, With everything we've said against Madison. So. Just how other people have been better than him week in and week out. Somebody explain to me how Jamie Vardy was the Budweiser king of the match. He scored two goals. Madison assisted both of them and scored a goal. Exactly. I, I'm very curious. But at the end of the day, they never entirely take everything into account they outplayed Watford in every single category except for offsides more possession more shots more shots on target more touches more passes more tackles more clearances more corners less fouls so they did. conceded wait wait they had less offsides no they had more offsides yeah that's exactly like them though <laughs> yeah but that's I, just in terms outplayed they didn't yeah. hold the yeah, you know what I mean? That is exactly yeah. like them in the style that they play. Yeah, exactly. But on the Premier League website that I'm looking at, the entire left column is highlighted red except for <laughs> sides. Here we go. I want to check that real quick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but like honestly, them getting five offsides just shows like the total number of chances that they got cuz they, they had 18 shots, eight of them on target. Watford wasn't that far behind, though. They did have 17 shots within the game, but, like, Leicester was way more clinical and yep. played a lot more of a dominant game. So, yep. you see the results. Yep. Yep. Another team who played a way more dominant game. Um, um, Man City. So, the um, score, the score line is, You can't speak today, bro. What is going on? I just wanted to keep on exaggerating the um after you called me out for it. That's fair. It's kind of like when I called you out for prowess. Yeah. <laughs> and then for the entire episode, I probably said prowess another like 40 times. I was like, shoot me. Yes, you did. You did. <sighs> but yeah. But Man City, so the scoreline of this match was 2-1. It does not reflect this. It does not reflect the match at all. Um, City, City got a late goal, you know, from Fernandinho to make it 2-0, and then Lanzini scored a 90-plus-4. Yeah. But this game was over when Gundogan scored at 33. It, it was over once City was actually up in a match. That's up what in I the mean, match. When, when Gundogan scored at 33. Exactly. And then the 90th was the indefinite dagger, and they ended up pulling a random goal. Like, it it was nothing, nothing shy of, like, a FIFA goal. It it just happened. Had Fernandinho not scored that 90th-minute goal, I I think we'd be talking about West Ham's resilience and getting outplayed and being able to save a point. Mm Mm-hmm. But that's just not what happened. They just got, they thoroughly got outplayed. Also, after the goal, 
like they already knew they sort of won that game. So I feel like like West Ham did score, but yeah, like did they yeah. entirely? I mean, they did, and goal differential is always helpful, you know. That is true. That is true. Coming from a Man U fan right now, yes, that is very true. But when you look at this game and you just look at all the stats, uh, it's just complete domination through Man City side, and they aren't as impressive as Liverpool right now. But no. pretty impressive performance by City. I would agree. I would agree. Shocker of the weekend. Shocker of the weekend. I thought this was going to be a slide. Bro, he scored. Yeah, I know. He played, though. I mean, Ole's gone. Vanderbeek got on the pitch, too. Exactly. Free Donnie. Exactly. So, I'm bummed that we didn't record last week and I was sick because I wanted to just mention the poetic justice that was done. Oh, yeah. Donnie Vandebeek scored the last goal of Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's tenure. It was so ironic and so ironic. It it, it was just so fitting. So they got fitting. Dominated by Wolves. My favorite was moment. Or was it Wat- Watford? It was Watford. Yeah. Jesus. Wolves is I, a little bit more understandable. Watford, uh, no. N- no, neither neither are that understandable, no, especially no. with the way I said, that I said, Wolves played. I said a little bit more understandable. Yeah. Not understandable. But if Wolves come out on a good day, they can do some damage. You should not have lost 4-1 to freaking Watford. Yeah, no matter the circumstance. Cool. So my favorite part about this match was not Sancho's goal. But Jorginho's face when he made that horrendous touch. <laughs> because he messed up and just looks at the ball and you can see his face is just like, ah, shit. <laughs> He's like, it's like, you know, when we're playing Rocket League and like I push up too much and I just leave an open net. Yep. That. <laughs> yep. Like you go for the catch on top of your car and the ball rolls to the side and they get a free goal. Yep. That. Although Sancho's finish was underrated, he like yeah. he shimmied his hips. He opened up his hips like he was gonna lay it off to Rashford and sent Mendy the other way so he could put the ball around him. That is not easy. No. I am was thoroughly very... excited to see what he can do alongside Rashford in that attacking positioning. Because it was really unique. Like, they never played, like, this style of play like that. Yeah, also, screw the game. Um, Let's talk about the important thing. Yeah, uh, Ole Sack. Um, Ole Sack, I don't even, not the Ole Sack, but, but Ralph. Let, 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 let's talk about Ralph. You want to talk about Ralph, or do you want me to talk about your new manager? Oh, I thought you were going to keep on going. I don't know, it's your club. I know um, more about him, but I, you know... Yeah, you know more about him. Um, All right, but... cool. So I, I got this. So Ralph Ragnick, um, Man U, new interim manager. He's going to do a decent job in the next six months as the manager, but he's going to do the most for the club in the two years after as a consultant. Ralph Ragnick is 
basically the man responsible for building the Red Bull clubs up from the ground. Yeah, and uh, Brian informed me that he was... He's the father of the Gigan Press. Yes. Thomas Tuckle's a manager because of him. He mentored Jurgen Klopp. He mentored Julian Nagelsmann. I just named three of the best managers in the world. You play FIFA before? Are you asking me? Well, just, yeah, sure. You kick my ass in FIFA all the time. Yeah, um, that that's because uh, of him. <laughs> that's yes. all because of him. Yes, because I you know. Can set the tactics to high press, and that is the way that I play. <laughs> yes. But um, he, thank he, you. He has a history of building clubs, and I'm genuinely worried that he'll be able to fix Man United in this consultancy role. I I truly think this might have been the best thing the Glazers have done. Well, the worst thing the Glazers have done from my perspective since Sir Alex Ferguson left, but from a Man U perspective, it's the best move they've made. This is by far the best move that Man U has made. Um, I'm really impressed. Apparently, Poch is coming in after the season, right? Yeah, I believe I've heard some rumors about that. Nothing's been confirmed 100%, though, I'm pretty sure. I saw Poch was going to come to... United, and then apparently um, PSG have made contact with Zidane should Poch leave. Yeah, but we'll we'll actually see what happens at these two clubs because yeah. Zidane with the French role and everything. But overall, very impressive performance from a Manchester United side that w- had no business drawing this game. Yup. That's the main thing that we can no take business. away from this Absolutely performance. Absolutely none. Absolutely no business drawing that match. Like, looking at stats, yeah, they got shot on. Did they score a goal, though, from a great possession and be able to play under a new manager in a short amount of time and pull a draw against one of the top sides in the Prem, though? Yes. Yeah, we talked enough about Man U. There's no point talking about Man U anymore yeah, no, because I, Man U's want, not even, even in even this conversation. There, I had this actually. Last thing I'll say about Man U. I told my mom, who's also a big footy fan. I think I've mentioned that a bunch of times. As a Liverpool fan, it was sacrilegious for me to be rooting for Manchester United in a match. But your club is so irrelevant to me in terms of the title race. Yeah. That like I can root for them to win against City and Chelsea. Cause it doesn't it benefits yeah. me more if you guys beat them than if you then, lose. Exactly. That's how irrelevant you guys are to me at the moment. I have very similar thoughts about uh Manchester United just in terms of relevancy. But I feel the same way about the New York Giants, so Awards time? Yeah. Cool. Messy one. I was, gonna, I was going to go in the order of first award announced all the way up to the Ballon d'Or. I wasn't going to do that one first, but cool. Nah, nah. Let, 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 let's put it out there. Messy one Ballon d'Or. So also like nine to ten years ago, Johan Cruyff was on record saying that Messi is going to go down as the greatest player of all time and he's going to win five, six, maybe seven Ballon d'Ors. He won his seventh. 
Yeah. Seventh. Uh, but like, like just you to, said, just to put some to put something in perspective, Peyton Manning has the most American football MVPs or something like mm-hmm. that with four. Yeah. And realistically, he's only going up against like not even thirty-two other players every year for that award. Exactly. Messi beats out everybody. I mean, there's not everybody in the world going for it, but there's a lot more people capable of there's winning There's everyone a in the world going for it. Well, no. You know how I said, like, Peyton Manning's not playing? By that logic, then Peyton Manning was competing against everybody in the NFL. He wasn't. There was only a select... There's only a select few people behind yeah, Messi who I, can I, win I the understand. award. Yeah. Like, like, the left back for fucking the club in the third tier of English football is not a Ballon d'Or contender. Yeah. That's kind of what I mean. But there is more competition for the Ballon d'Or than any of these other MVP awards, any of these other MVP awards and anything else. And the fact that this man has won it seven times is incredible. So I still think Lewandowski should have gotten it. Based on 2021, I disagree with you. Yeah, but they Based, they I, aren't doing the 2020 anymore. They didn't give out a 2020. So. I thought I was really hoping they would give out a 2020 and a 2021. Exactly. But they didn't. Because they didn't, I think you have to include these two seasons together. And but that's not, like, you're right, but that's exactly, not how the award works. Exactly, it, it's not how the award works, yeah. But, like, I still think Lewandowski had a better overall performance than Messi, because when In Messi started going... When he went to PS... Yeah, I can't, I can't Carl, even say that. Carl, he's, he, like, you can't talk... But when he went to PSG, he hasn't done shit. He hasn't done shit at PSG yet. That's fair, but like he's only been there for not that long. And been there for a couple months at this point. I, yeah, but like the Ballon d'Or accounts for so much more exactly. than just a couple yeah. months. And it also accounts for like international. International. Which he play. actually won an award for and has never done that previously. He won his first international trophy and he won every individual honor at the tournament. Yeah, and then he played amazing in um for Barca, like before he ended up going to PSG. Exactly. So like I understand your argument and I understand that you're a biased just, Bayern fan. Yeah. I, but, I'm biased. Like But Messi deserved it this year, and if they had given out a twenty twenty, it should have gone to Lua. I'm just pissed that there wasn't a twenty twenty one, pretty fair. much. Fair. So to roll like, into the the other awards. Yeah. Obviously, very, very, very obvious that Gian, Gianluigi Donnarumma was going to win the Yashin Award. Oh, and also Pedri with the young player. Yeah, but I, I was texting with um, Val, our new social media manager, who's been absolutely killing it, by the way, about it. And I was like, it has to go to Donnarumma because he finished 10th in the Ballon d'Or voting. He finished higher than any other goalkeeper. So, yeah. like, if they had given it to Mendy, it wouldn't have made sense, even though Mendy's the only other keeper who could have got the Ashen Award for last year. Yeah, because Oblak didn't deserve it, despite 
Well, so in all of these numbers tests, like all these awards are numbers based and all that stuff. I still, in terms of eye test, will take O-Block over either of them. Yeah, exactly. I would have taken O-Block this season too, but I'm not but, taking O-Block based on numbers. Exactly. Like, exactly. like it, it's literally the same thing. Like, LeBron James is the best player in the NBA every he's single year. He's the most year. valuable player every year, yeah. Exactly. But he's not going to win the award because numbers exist. Yes, exactly. Yeah, like, there's more than just numbers in sports. Also, um, big, big, big shout out to Alexia Petulius. Or P- wow, I Americanized that so hard. Alexia Pateus. There we go. Yeah. Um, she is the Spanish Barcelona player who ended up winning the women's Ballon d'Or, and she she's had the, a great She's season. the third ever winner of the Ballon d'Or Femini. Who are the yeah. other ones? Did uh Ada Hegeberg. Yeah. And Megan Rapino. Alexia Petulius. I'm gonna stop Americanizing this, bruh. <laughs> Alexia but... Pat- <laughs> Fuck off, Carl. Alexia Pateus led Barcelona to historic treble last year, also. Like they they were disgusting. Yeah, she had an amazing season, and uh, they steamrolled really, everybody. She steamrolled everybody. Just played really well on an international stage as well. Yes, yes. Which I was thoroughly impressed with because Spain was a lot better than I thought they were going to be. Facts, facts, facts. Yeah. Yo, so uh, we the covered f- the four awards, right? Nah, we got to get into the the Copa. You mentioned okay. it, but I'm going to talk about it a little bit more. So yeah, I'm watching the award ceremony, and the first award they announce is the Copa Trophy. Mm-hmm. Best U21 player. It's pretty I, obvious who it's going to be. Oh, yeah, it's Pedri. I knew it was going to be Pedri. So yeah, exactly. I am sitting there with my phone open on the at the High Kicks podcast Instagram with a post written and ready to go while watching this ceremony like i wrote out all of the posts before because like i I, you knew but the pedri one i wrote out like so the ceremony started at 2 30 i started writing the pedri post at like 2 20 Yeah. Like I, i just had it in my phone and the second the presenter opened the envelope and said pedri I posted it. I posted it maybe five seconds after it went live. I beat Puberty Sport, bro. It was the most predictable thing that could have happened. I beat Puberty Sport, bro. It is by far the most predictable thing that could have happened. I may have beat 433 to that post. Yeah, I'm going to actually check that real quick. Well... You won't be able to check it now because it'll be down. It'll be listed as hourly. Dang it. Like I beat puberty sport by like two minutes. Dang it. Yeah. Whatever. And then Instagram's not even timelined anymore. So you can't even be like, oh, yeah. No social media is timelined. It's all algorithmed. I know. It's so annoying. It's it used so to be annoying. timelined. It's so annoying. Like, bro, I want to see it in order. I don't need sporadic ads in the middle. Fair. Fair. 
All right, sorry for going on a random rant about social media, but um, Pedri was ob- obviously going to win that. He won that award, and for this anyone, year, the, hold on, actually, not about guessing games. Anybody who calls Pedri Gonzalez a minute merchant, a game time merchant, doesn't deserve it because he didn't have goals or assists. Yeah, you just kid, didn't watch him. You got to watch him. Like he steps on the pitch and he plays like a 31 year old midfield general veteran. Xavi doesn't didn't need assists to be one of the best midfielders in the world. Neither does Pedri. Exactly. Like you, you need to look a little deeper into their games. It's like, not because... just about box score. It's not just about like it's about impact. Exactly, because when you look at Lampard, you're like, oh, he's a great goal scorer. Are you stupid? Like, did you not just see that he got back on defense and was the one taking the ball up in order to create every Lampard's single chance? Lampard's goal scoring was an add-on. Exactly. Like, you you need to look at the bigger picture with these players. and Especially, especially with midfielders. Pedri. Especially midfielders. Yeah. Pedri and Bellingham, um, definitely just two filth. to watch out for for the future. I want Jude Pellingham so badly. Everyone in the world does. Everyone in the world wanted Kamavinga too, but now I don't know if everyone in the world really wanted Kamavinga. Everyone in the world wanted Jude Bellingham, though, just like everyone wants Holland. You know whose name is also, like, thrown around a lot, and I'm really interested to see what happens, and then we'll start getting into games? T. Elmans. Like I'm, I'm still interested to see if he'll stick around this season. Tielmans and Ndidi, because if Leicester don't really keep up their pace and have a couple injuries, I don't. Oh no, they're out. They're out. They're going to be gone after this season. Hundo. Yeah, I, I think they're completely out. Especially if like Fofana goes out too. Like, yeah, well, there's I don't, a I don't lot think, of losses. I don't think Fofana's going to leave because he needs to bring his value back up from the injury. I think a team like Newcastle would be more than willing to give Fafana the chance, though. Newcastle has to stay up first. All right, you are right. But yeah, that that'll move into our predictions because yeah. actually the first game is Newcastle versus Norwich that we're predicting. Funny enough, can I can I pick the grass? Um, I'm going to pick the ball gets a concussion. But and the match no has goals. to stop? Yeah. There's no goals. The ball gets such a bad concussion that they stop the match. Can I pick at, a postponement? I'm picking a 1-1 because Norwich scored last week. Or no, they didn't. The week before that. Hold on. Norwich, goal differential, minus 20. Goals four seven. So I actually I'm gonna go one nil Norwich here, or not Norwich. You're going one nil Norwich. No 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 no. A wrong end. I meant Newcastle. I think I was they really get. Really gonna call you on that. I think they get a win, and I, I really think the difference maker. And I need to just make sure he's healthy before I say. And yeah, actually double check one thing before I make a final decision because I said a draw but I need to see their current record against each other. I don't care about any of that. Um, I just think Alan St. St. Maximin alone could win a match like this. Um, I'm taking Newcastle 1-0. 
Yeah, I'm taking Leeds over Palace. Um, two one. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna follow you with that one. All right. We didn't even like time this out. No. Also, our first batch of games—not first batch of games, but the Newcastle, Norwich, and Leeds Palace games. Obviously, we're recording this on Monday night, um, Eastern time, and those games will probably have happened already by the time I get this episode uploaded because I have class tomorrow. And yeah, by the time of posting, uh, the two games probably would have happened or are currently happening. Um, Newcastle, Norwich, and Leeds Palace, but uh, the rest of the games are just. Like they're all predictions. We yep. haven't seen any of these yet. So well obviously we haven't seen any of these yet, even the ones that might be underway. But mm-hmm. Southampton Leicester. I'm gonna go two nil Leicester on this one. Um Yeah, I'll take two nil Leicester. That sounds good. I'm Part also of gonna why take... you're still winning in predictions also lately is because we've been predicting the exact same, so I can't close the gap. I'm taking two nil Chelsea. I'm going to go 3-0 Chelsea. I almost went 4. You take this one. Yes. Doesn't uh, really 2-0 West Ham over Brighton. Um, I am definitely taking West Ham over Brighton, but I'm going to take 3-1. Fair. That's the uh, same goal differential, but I just... I'm yeah, just different. Out. Wolves, uh, Burnley. Bro, we're fucking predicting... No shit, we pricked... Very similar. I'm not going to um, be able to close this gap. Because, sorry, like, everyone it's, reads the same things. Like, well, if, it's if because I, I tried up, to be different for so long, and then I screwed myself. If I pull up the plus minus, like, on these games, I'm literally just choosing, like, the minus pretty much every time. Um... I'm taking Wolves over Burnley 2-1 or 2-0 because I don't think Burnley's going to score and Wolves have been down the past two weeks. I'm going to go 2-0 as well for the exact same reason. Yeah. Predict and then, this game first because I need the next one. Okay. Uh, I'm taking shitty 3-1. This, this is Steven Gerrard's first test. Yeah, and I'm taking it 3-1. They did not play a very uh, confident game, um, despite everything. I'm going to go 2-1 City. 2-1 City? Yeah, I'm taking 3-1 City. I, I I just think like their last performance didn't show enough defensive prowess from Villa, despite like how much we just talked about like Mings and stuff. There's Carl's favorite think... P-word. Yeah, Mings is still like not good enough to stop all of City's attack. Uh, your turn. Right. Four. Four nil. Yeah. Again, another one. Three straight. I'm taking four nil because it's against Everton. At so Goodison Park. Unreal. Yeah, I'm R- not unrealistic. Everton's Screw just Rafa Benitez. Trash. Destroy him. Uh, take this one so I can take the next one, and I'll just take the West Ham after. So, like, Spurs lost to a random club called Mura in the Conference League. Like, I really, really want to take Brentford in this match. Mm-hmm. 
But I think I'm going to go with a 1-1 draw. Yeah, I should have just wrote that down already for you. Because don't you remember when I predicted your scores two last time? Yeah, yes. I was also going to go for a 1-1 draw. Yeah. Um, your turn. Arsenal versus Man U. I have to take Man U. Uh, I'm going to take it 2-1, but uh, that's very optimistic. You're taking Arsenal 2-1? I'm taking Arsenal 2-0. 2-0, okay. Sorry. Um, what the hell happened? If you had told me in the beginning of the season that I would be taking Arsenal 2-0 at Old Trafford, I would have like slapped myself in the face. I would have laughed at you. But now it's a reasonable prediction. Exactly. And just like this next one, which is Chelsea West Ham, but Chelsea's away, I'm still taking Chelsea 3-1. Oh, yo, we got two sets of games to do. Yes, sir. Yeah, just so uh, the listeners at home know, uh, we are also doing this weekend's games. So it's midweek and weekend. Yes, yes. Yes. So West Ham versus Chelsea, I took 3-1 Chelsea. 3-0. 3-0. 3-0. And then... We'll get to our teams when we get to them, but no, I'm gonna. You take... got this one. This is another one where I just wish I could pick the grass. <laughs> I'll skip you online for this one because this one's easier to me. Go for it. Zero zero. Yeah, that's kind of what I mean when I say I want to pick the grass. Yeah, there's this is genuinely what I used to do in Little League Baseball. Absolutely nothing. Yeah, no, I did a lot in Little League Baseball. No, I was a kid in the outfield picking flowers. I did not care about baseball. I was in it for my friends. (laughs) Yeah, I was I was the kid either behind the plate on the mound or at third base throwing the ball a little bit too hard for his age. (laughs) Actually, not when um, I pitched. Not when I pitched, but when I played third and catcher, I cannon on my shoulder. Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, I'm going to take this so you can get the next game. Uh, I'm going to end up taking Brighton over Southampton. I want to say only 1-0. See, I was going to take Southampton 1-0. I think this is a relatively even game. I think Brent, or not Brentford, I think Brighton's been on the slide lately. I think Brighton's been on the slide, but I think they have more optimism than Southampton does. And Brighton are playing West Ham already, so I think they're going to clap back after the West Ham loss. That's my thought process. Yeah, see, I think Southampton might clap back after two straight losses against Leicester and Liverpool. That's fair. I just just think we have the same reasoning for one nil on the opposite side. Exactly. And then this one, like, three, no. Dave, three, uh, I'm saying four, no, for shits. Like, just because maybe they keep it up for four games in a row and break a. <laughs> if Liverpool like, wins four straight Premier League games, four, four nil. nil. Yeah, they, they just set a, every record in Prem history right there for a four game stretch. Um, Probably in like most leagues, that's. Probably the best four-game stretch ever. Yeah. 
Like PSG yeah. probably has had a better one. Bayern may have. But in Syria, I think it's way too competitive. Um, La Liga, Real, and Barca are there. And then Atletico recently has been disgusting. And then in the Prem, I don't think ever. So yeah, no, I think they would be making some crazy history. Yeah. But um, besides that, um, uh, I'm taking Man City over uh Watford. I'm taking this three 0 Four. Four 0 yeah. So we just swap scores there. That works. <laughs> yeah. Um, you take this one. This is another one that's really hard. This one's really hard because they're just two of the scrappiest teams in the Prem. It's Leeds versus Brentford. It's like, just this super is difficult really to hard. These are the two scrappiest teams in the Prem, in my opinion. Um, no, the this season it's different. But yeah. I'm gonna go Brentford. Brentford what? Two one. Yeah, I was actually taking Brentford 2-1 just because it's an away game and Brentford's playing. If it's a home game and Brentford's playing, I'm a lot less confident in them. When they're playing away, for some reason, they just get that spark under their ass and they're yeah. just like, all right, I also, guess it's time. Before we, before we sign off, I just have to roast or use Oh, we still something. have some more. Oh, I know, I know. But I just I got to remember that I have to say this now because I'm okay. forgetful. I'm going to say something that Frank Lampard said about Spurs, and it's hysterical, but Carl, pick Man U, Crystal Palace. You know Man U. Yeah, by then, yeah. Yeah, Ralph that, will, that Ra- shit. Ra- Ralph will have a little bit more time. They'll play, be playing more of a high press. The wing yeah, backs this will is... be getting more involved. Like I, I think by then... This especially... is his third game with them by then. Right? Second. Second. No, no, th- this would be their third one. Like, like This would like, be like, his second game with them. His first game would be Arsenal this weekend, or this week. Uh, wait, didn't he not? No, Carrick. Carrick was on the oh bench. Oh, my God. Yeah, okay. Bro, know Carrick. what's going on with your club? Bro, I've been busy as anything. I was in the hospital last week, and I know what's going on with your club. It's not even my club. <laughs> Um, <laughs> you say you were busy, and I'm like, I was in the hospital, and I know what's going on with your club, and I hate them. Yeah, I was busy. Um, Spurs Norwich. Spurs Norwich. Yeah, it's your Spurs. Spurs two one or two nil. Yeah, I was gonna say I'm gonna guess a number, and then zero. So, uh, one nil. Make it different. Uh, Villa Leicester. I'm gonna take Villa. Um, three one. Villa three one. Yeah, over Leicester. I'm gonna go two nil. Two nil. Okay. And then I'm gonna take Arsenal. Two nil over Everton. I'm gonna take Arsenal two one over Everton. Fair. Just because Everton's done absolutely nothing. Also, but I think that's it. Yeah. So now for the uh, roast that I didn't want to forget. I'm I'm looking at a 
the footy Instagram and I'm looking at uh, a little interview between Lampard and Gary Neville. And Gary Neville asked Frank Lampard, who was your favorite opponent to play against in the Premier League? And Frank Lampard says Spurs because we used to beat them a lot. And Gary, Gary, oh, that's not the best part. Gary Neville goes, oh, yeah, we all did. And then Frank Lampard says, we had this little joke where instead of calling it White Hart Lane, we would just call it Three Points Lane. Before they played in Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, they played in White Hart Lane. Yeah. I will now forever reference that as Three Points Lane. It is by far just a better title for that stadium because what did they win during that time? What? Great answer. I didn't, literally didn't hear what you said. I just got an email uh, from my prof- I professor, but now I'm realizing that you mentioned Spurs and winning things. Yeah. 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 But so Spurs is... Still ahead of Man U, though, this season, so I can't even be saying anything. Um, Man U is shit this season, but hopefully we have a turnaround. I don't know. Well, Ralph will be big in the next two years, trust me. Trust me. Yeah, but I'm I'm just Jurgen sus about Klopp that whole Ronaldo said, signing. Jurgen Klopp even so R- Ronaldo playing on a team with a high press? It's disgusting, but I really don't know what's going to happen with Greenwood. Because I'd rather see Greenwood on the pitch more than I'd see Ronaldo. Because, sorry, one has a future and one doesn't. Fair, fair, fair. But realizations as of recent. Because, of course, you have to be excited about Ronaldo. But he takes so much time away from everyone else that it's like, all right. I think that's all we got. Catch, Catch you guys next week. Thanks for tuning in. Peace.